0: What's up, everybody? My name's Athena, and somehow you found yourself in this dusty little corner of the fucking internet, or whatever we are. (laughs) I think we're the internet. Who knows? But anyway, I'm Athena, and you are listening to Vanished in the Valley. So let me tell you uh, about this little shit show going on on Instagram. Always a shit show on the grounds. Can we fucking please get everything together over there? So, I'm minding my own business like I always do before I get wrapped up in some bullshit. When somebody like, uh, they like, I don't know, tagged me on some little girl's account. And it's like a 13-year-old Russian girl. And she's got one of those fucking moms who's like putting her all out there for the perverts to fucking see and do whatever they do. She's got some normal, you know, age-appropriate pictures of her just like sitting there. But then, she has some pictures that if you're a fucking disgusting pervert, you could, like, get your kicks up on it. Like, uh, there's one where she's sitting, her her legs are not spread by any means, but she has it where they're kind of open a bit. And this perv, this guy, let me get you his name, just in case you were wondering. Hold on one second. So, on Instagram, his name is at Jeffrey Gressel, G-R-E-S-L. So he goes to this little 13-year-old girl's account, and it's very obvious this girl is young. Okay, she by no means looks grown at all. And she's just sitting there like on the ground with her uh, leg up and her arms crossed over her leg. And this pervert does the tongue emoji and then writes, between your legs. So I am just like, what the actual fuck? So I report it like any normal person would. And Instagram sends me some bullshit back saying, we found that this account doesn't go against our community guidelines. If you think we made a mistake, please report it again. Then some more bullshit about how it's a global community and people express themselves differently. And I'm just like, seriously, it's fucking okay that this pervert, which by the way, if you go to his account, he's got all these like Thai kids on there and his Thai fucking mail order bride. Uh, if you go to this guy's account, you can tell there's something off by him. He fucking reeks of pedophile. So, I report him, his account does not get banned or anything, of course, because he's not posting science about the kabobo. He's just posting pedophile shit. So, eventually, after, like, I copied and, and tagged enough people on his account, and apparently maybe they reported him as well... The only thing that actually happened was Instagram removed his disgusting comment with the tongue emojis and between your legs. So the perv still has complete free reign to go on Instagram and stalk little 13 year old girls. Um, What the fuck? Instagram, you shadow ban me for like weeks because I post shit about the kabobo. But these perverts, they can just go and write disgusting stuff to little girls. I mean, I get it, her parents need to like, I guess, monitor it, but not everybody has the most responsible parent. And if you guys can somehow over there at Instagram figure out how to shadow ban motherfuckers for posting shit about Kabobo, why can't you guys ban these nasty asses that are putting inappropriate shit on children's accounts? It doesn't make sense. Let's totally ban QAnon, weirdos. Let's shadow ban Athena, weirdos, but leave the perverts free reign to do whatever. And apparently, there's a bunch of these type of comments and accounts. So, momagers will get their little girls up there and get them to pose all sexy or whatever. And these pervs, these pedophiles, are just like eating it up, man. There's just like thousands of comments on these little girls' profiles. It wasn't just this one little girl that I was pointed out. There's many of them, and I think it's the same way over on YouTube. If you go to, like, the kids' channels and you go look around in the comments, they are all over the comments, and that's how little kids get lured and shit, is the comments. They start talking to the perverts there, and God knows what happens. So, what the fuck, YouTube? What the fuck, Instagram? Get your priorities together. Okay, and here's, like, a slight change of subject, but... Check this out. This is, like, comments people have left, like, on Twitter and shit like that. One says, I would vote for Biden if he raped 100 women at gunpoint. The stakes are high in this election. Another one says, if Biden had raped my child, yes, I'd still prefer him over Trump as the POTUS. And there's more. There's other dumbasses writing stuff like that. I mean, hopefully they're jokes or whatever, but I just, I really don't think they are. I think people are really that brainwashed that they actually believe this election is hella important and that it's not already fucking decided somewhere. Sorry guys, hate to break it to you, but your vote really doesn't count and this isn't the most important election that we'll ever see. It really fucking isn't. There's not much of a difference between Trump and Biden. I mean, if you're hella rich. And you don't want to pay that fat tax Biden is talking about. I can see that as a big difference. But come on. They're fucking, they don't really, they don't give a shit about, they probably call us the peasants. You know what I mean? They fucking are the ruling class and they've got everybody convinced that they care so much about us. When trust me, they don't give a shit. Just who's the better actor? I just, uh, I don't know, guys. Really? Does everyone really believe this bullshit? They actually think that Trump is better than Biden or Biden is better than Trump? Same old white dude, just a different fucking face. Different little puppet, you know, different master pulling the strings. All a bunch of bullshit. So, I don't know. Uh, I actually, I'm registered to vote as a libertarian and I got my card in the mail, which I don't know why. I'm not going to fucking vote. But, being registered a Libertarian, you actually get the choice to vote whoever you want. I had the option of Trump on there, Biden, and Joe Jorgensen. But, yeah, not voting. Not gonna do it. I almost did, just for one of the propositions. So, it's Proposition 23, and basically what it is, is kind of putting tougher rules in on these dialysis clinics. Like right now, they don't have to have a doctor on site. They don't have to report infection data to the state. They can deny or change treatment based upon your ability to pay. And Prop 23 is basically saying you need to have a doctor on site. You can't just deny people certain treatment because their insurance sucks. So I guess what these companies are threatening to do is just close down some of these clinics in certain areas that are low income. Which, yeah, that fucking sucks. Because let me tell you, my mom went through dialysis for years. And it is a whole thing. Like, you got to go in there for hours. Your entire body's supply of blood is literally sucked out through a machine that filters all the toxins out and puts it back into your body. And you got to do this several times a week. Um, So basically, it's, I don't know, I guess it's kind of like how you want to look at it it may make some of these centers close down because they're afraid of losing some profits, but it would make it a little bit safer for the patients. I mean, as it is, they've got registered nurses in there and registered nurses are more than capable of doing CPR if somebody flops and I don't know, codes while getting dialysis, which does happen. But it is kind of scary that these places would rather shut their clinics down than lose a little bit of money. Because it's just like two companies that nearly have a monopoly. These two companies own, like, I think three quarters of the dialysis businesses in California. So, I don't know. Before, is was like, oh, you know, fuck that. No on Proposition 20. Fuck all that. No, no, no. But I don't know. It's It's, you know, a little bit stricter rules, but it's there to protect people. So, I don't know. If I was going to vote, that would probably be the only one I'd actually give a shit about. But I don't know, guys. I'm just ready for all of this crap to be over. Can we, uh, (laughs) can we fucking please just fast forward and can we just get out of 2020? And I don't know if you can kind of tell my voice is all scratchy again. I don't know what is going on. It's like, I don't know. I'm trying to lose my voice, but it's coming back. So I apologize for the scratchy voice again. We have to talk about a couple of the cases I talked about last week. So, do you remember I briefly touched on a couple of people that uh, went missing in national parks? Well, the story and plot has thickened on one of them, and the other one was unfortunately found dead. So, let's get into that right now. The body of missing hiker Chad Sager has been located in an off-trail area at the Shining Rock Wilderness Area. The searchers found Sager, who's 27, at about 3 p.m. last Tuesday. Hiking Gear was located nearby and investigators believe it belonged to Sager. It's too early at this time to make a determination as to the cause of death, the department said in a Facebook post. They had hella searchers for this guy. There was more than 400 people from across the region that helped in the 8-day search. He went missing while just on a day hike in a slightly rugged area near the Blue Ridge Parkway. He did live in Asheville. He was last heard from on Monday, October 12th, when he spoke briefly to a family member by telephone. And then later that same evening, an incomplete 911 call came into the Haywood County dispatch. Apparently, he just didn't have a good signal strength, and it didn't go through. So, I'm not sure. They haven't really said What exactly was going on? I know early in the investigation they were talking about mental health maybe coming into play. But they haven't, like, said anything really more about it. But they did say over 400 personnel, countless agencies, and several organizations had a hand in finding Sager. His family wanted to thank all the search and rescue and all the police, everybody involved. They sent their heartfelt thanks to them. So, unfortunately, we lost that one. Now, let's get to the other one. I was, like, praising this one when I was like, this chick's a badass bitch. She survived 12 days out in the wilderness. Well, yeah. Hold, on. Hold your horses, Athena. Check out this, guys. So, according to a New York Post article, rescue officials are highlighting inconsistencies in the story of a California mother who said she survived for nearly two weeks With no food and very little water in Zion National Park. The liaison of the search and rescue team says there are discrepancies in Holly Suzanne Cortier's account and tells Baby C4 Utah, whoever that is, it's unlikely the 38 year old could have survived for 12 days if she's telling the truth. So apparently, the water source that she was by is contaminated by some algae situation. And I don't believe she had any of those like filtration straws in her back pocket. So everybody's wondering, like, how the hell did she not die of thirst on day three? So that was one of the inconsistencies, and it got super cold. She didn't have any cold weather gear. Uh, Washington County Sergeant Darrell Cashin's team was part of the recovery mission that found Cortier a half a mile away from the parking lot where she was last seen. Cashin told the station that ABC Utah that she should have heard rescue workers and seen other hikers in the relatively well-traveled area. He also said her claim that she survived by drinking toxic river water is fishy. He says, if she had been drinking that water, unless she had come with some really high immune system, she would have been very, very ill and probably unable to walk out on her own. She either took a lot of water with her or had another clean water source that was not nearby. But the Virgin River, it's not that source. So, I don't know, guys. They're also saying it's also very unlikely that she suffered a serious head injury, as she reported, because paramedics saw no sign of trauma and they didn't even hospitalize her. She, like, went straight home after they found her. So, the statements that the family is giving and the statements that the park is giving don't add up, says Cashin. Those are the types of questions I think everyone has. I think the place where that question can be answered is with her. So, Jillian Courtier Oliver has said that her sister had bruises all over her body and lost a lot of weight when she was found Sunday, October 6th. Actually, October 6th is when she vanished. And she says she was found... 12 days later with no gear and no source of fresh water. So, I don't know. I thought when I heard the story, I was fucking amazed. I'm like, how did this lady survive like that for 12 days with no gear? So, it wasn't just me thinking something was strange. I guess uh, (laughs) we'll see how that story unfolds. If it turns out she pulled some bullshit... I don't know. I hope they charge her with some type of a crime because search and rescue were out there busting their ass night and day looking for this woman. And to, wa- to waste resources like that? I don't know. Apparently she had posted some bullshit on a Facebook account talking about maybe getting a reality show based upon being lost in one of these parks. That's totally alleged. I didn't actually read this Facebook post. That this is just like rumblings in the comment section when you go and read these stories. I've actually seen that a couple of times saying she had talked about trying to get some reality show but I don't know I haven't like actually tracked down her Facebook and even if I had they actually said she deleted that comment about a week before she went on this Zion trip so I don't know I don't know what could they get her with a false report because I mean she's not even the one that filed the report I believe her daughter is so I'm not sure, I don't know what how that is going to turn out, but I will definitely keep you guys updated. So last week I did the whole Anonymous versus QAnon thing and kind of broke that all down for you guys. And I did tell you I was going somewhere and that you would have to tune in this week to find out where I was headed with it. Well, check this shit out. About a month ago, on the Instagram account, I get a message from one of the producers of This American Life. Uh, you can find it on, like, most NPR stations. Um, I think they have their own website. It's like a podcast, uh, just general society shit, that kind of stuff. And I'm sure, as you can figure out, it's uh, played on NPR, so it's usually pretty liberal. And I'm thinking, what the hell does some liberal-ass shit want to interview me for? And I'm not even talking shit. I listen to This American Life all the time. But I know a lot of people will discount it just solely based upon it being broadcast on NPR. Now, they are not NPR. They're two separate things. You know, This American Life is like the show, the podcast radio show. And NPR either license it or however they do it. They just play it on NPR. Well, one of the producers contacted me and it started out as she wanted to get information on child sexual exploitation. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, I'll talk to you about that. But, and the second email I got from her, it actually kind of came became a little bit more clear what she actually wanted to talk about. What they were trying to get at was QAnon, <laughs> yeah, hella surprising, right? Well, check this out. So the first message I get, this uh, it says, Hi, my name is Blank from This American Life. I'm working on a story about the way folks use social media to prevent child exploitation. Would you be up for chatting about that? And that's what I initially replied to. I'm like, sure, I'll talk to you about that. But it was in the later emails where she's actually like starting to get into the bone of it and how she actually really just wants to talk about QAnon. So I basically figured because this is an NPR-affiliated, I don't know, podcast, radio show, whatever you want to call it, I figured it would be like every other media doing a hit piece on QAnon without actually knowing much about them. And I was right. I mean, the girl that interviewed me or whatever, she was super cool. She was nice. She just didn't really know anything about the subject she was talking to me about. Um, I don't know... I mean, they might, they probably won't even be able to use much from me because I doubt I gave them any great sound bites because like I always say, I'm not QAnon, but I support the fact that they're now using the Save the Children hashtag because of all the donations that are rolling into the different organizations up for sex trafficking. Now, there have been some different organizations out there for sex trafficking that have condemned the QAnon, but... (laughs) If you look at those different organizations, those are the ones that are backed by the Clinton Foundation, Soros, and, you know, all of that stuff. So, of course, they're going to be anti-QAnon. I don't care about the politics with this shit, you guys. It shouldn't be about politics. This is a human problem. It's not a fucking Democrat or Republican or QAnon problem. Like I said last week, these are actual human beings that are being subjugated into sexual slavery. So the girl that interviewed me, like, first of all, she didn't know the difference between Anonymous and QAnon. She uh, made it very clear that she's a journalist and she asked if I considered myself a journalist, which I don't because I try to tell the truth and I try to give it, you know, as unbiased as possible and try to give both sides of the story. But I don't know. Like I said, I I haven't heard anything from her. I haven't seen anything on their website about a QAnon piece or even a child exploitation piece. So I'm not sure if they're going to use your girl here, Athena, in my little fucking interview. It did get heated there for a while. Like some of the shit she was saying was just like kind of ridiculous. Like one of her questions was like, how do you feel exposing people to QAnon conspiracies? And I'm like, dude, you read the top of my Instagram profile, and it literally says, we talk about missing people and conspiracy theories. And I don't think the QAnon peeps came into this whole thing until after Wayfair. And I have been on the child exploitation and the sex slavery shit since we started the podcast. So I I just didn't realize that all of a sudden QAnon can own hashtags and words. And I basically said that. I'm like, they don't own this shit. They came in you know, late in the game with the whole child exploitation shit. So I don't know. I don't know how it's going to turn out, guys. But if if they decide to use any of my interview, I'll make sure to let everybody know so you can hear it. I don't know how it's going to sound. I mean, uh, like I said, I listen to This American Life. I'm a fan. They got hella good shows on there. Go check it out if you haven't. But having said that, She was just kind of regurgitating the same shit that all the other media talks about. Like, I was talking about it last week. I think it was a Wikipedia article about how people are saying that the FBI has declared them domestic terrorists. Nowhere does it say that. They talk about criminals being in QAnon. But sure, they're a huge fucking group. There's criminals in every type of group. There's criminals in Democrat groups. There's criminals in Republican groups. So of course it's gonna happen, but you can't label that a QAnon problem. So I don't know, we'll see. Like I said, I'll update you guys and let you know what happens with that. Last week I also told you guys about some of the channels YouTube has purged because uh, I guess varying reasons, but specifically the one I was talking about is called Mouthy Buddha. Now they had released something on YouTube stating they were about to drop a new video that had, was gonna kind of like expose a whole new pedophile ring. And the next day YouTube cancels their channel. Well, it is out now. You have to go to Bitchute and just search Mouthy Buddha and it'll fucking blow you away. This guy was able to uh, basically use this Russian search engine. The same one that kind of was involved in the whole Wayfair thing. Um, They cleaned it up a bit since then. But this guy, fucking check this out guys. You know how I've been bitching about cuties for a couple of months now? This guy was able to show how at least from January of this year, which is way before cuties, even the French release of cuties, How since at least January, these fucking pedophiles on the internet has been using the term cuties to refer to underage girls in sexual manners. Now, it's all over the internet. These perverts referring to little ass girls as cuties and in sexual sentences too. Like... Um, fuck, I can't even remember what some of the shit, but it's, I don't actually even want to repeat it. But if you want to go see it, go check out his video, it's definitely worth seeing. It just shows you what a bunch of bullshit all this Netflix was about. Oh, we're not trying to, you know, promote pedophilia, we're trying to show the difference in religion, blah blah blah. No, fuck that. With the least bit of research, they could have shown and known that cuties is a term pedophiles are using to write about, talk about, and refer to young-ass girls. And the crazy thing is, is like, the pedophiles are taking pictures from Facebook pages, from Instagram pages, and then they upload it to this website and pervert the fuck out. And it just, it'll make you wonder if pictures that you've posted of your own kids or, say, your nieces or nephews, If they're being stolen from your personal pages and put up on these pervert sites it also it just makes me wonder like how is it that after all of this shit they got on Netflix for the cuties thing it's still up there nothing's fucking changed and you know if you talk to certain people they'll be like oh there's no problem with cuties I wouldn't want my kid starring in a movie like that but it's okay for other people's kids Sorry, no, it's not okay for anybody's kids. They straight up do crotch shots. They do hell of inappropriate stuff with these little ass girls. And the pedophiles are using it as soft porn. So go check out Mouthy Buddha on Bitchute. He breaks it all down. And Bitchute, as of now, it's still up. And it's still showing controversial videos that are being banned from YouTube. They're still up and rolling. So go check it out. And... them some support they worked their asses off on these videos and now that they've been demonetized the only way they're going to be able to stay afloat is by people donating and you know basically saying fuck yes we back what you're doing i'm glad you're trying to stop this child exploitation we support you so go show them some love guys speaking of showing some love if you guys want to show me some love you can go to my patreon account advantage in the valley I believe there's even one that my podcast hosts, Acast, they do some little thingy like that too. So if you want to show some love and uh, support your fucking local anti-child exploitation girl, go there and show me some love and uh, you'll get a shout out and some producer credits and a bonus episode. I think I'm going to finally start trying to figure out how to actually use Patreon and get the bonus stuff up there. Um, cause there is so much shit that I have that I just haven't put up cause I just haven't had time to edit, but I really need to get on it and I definitely will. So now it's fun time. Let's talk about some numbers. Each year an estimated 600,000 to 800,000 men, women, and children are trafficked across international borders. Some international and non-governmental organizations place the numbers far higher. And each year the trade is growing. And that's coming from the U.S. Department of State, Trafficking in Persons Report. So it's not a conspiracy, you guys. It's really not. Every single year, they see children rescued from containers, from refrigerators, from basements. Shipping containers in the ocean. Shipping containers on airlines. In airports. And I know that kind of like rings a bell of Wayfair and that whole shit that was going on. That doesn't prove Wayfair was directly involved, but it's definitely possible that all that company did was literally say that those shelves that were $12,000 were industrial strength and the whole thing went away. Super easy and fast. I just, you know, thought that was kind of crazy how easy it was for them to get that to go away. And then I found this, which I thought was super fucking interesting um it's this guy his name his little twitter name was pumpkin fright and lo and behold he has a picture of fucking pizza on his little profile so this guy was fucking totally crazy like he wrote several remarks about how pizzagate was fake and how anybody that believes pizzagates are fucking crazy um he wrote this little poem roses are red except for when they're teal. Some people think Pizzagate is real." And another one of his comments was, yes, apparently pizza is now the international symbol of pedophilia because pedos like to advertise their pedos. Well, check this out. This Twitter verified respective member of the mainstream media with the handle Dr. Pizza and his pizza emoji in his name who rallied against 8chan and the Pizzagate conspiracies was arrested trying to purchase a seven and a nine-year-old child for sex. And that's fucking true. This actually happened. His name is Peter Bright and he was arrested for soliciting sex with children. Now, does it seem a little bit fucking ironic? This guy was so outspoken about how fake Pizzagate was. And oh everybody was just so fucking crazy for even believing that. Yeah, well, the girl that was uh, interviewing me for This American Life was trying to get me to, like, tell me her stance on the Pizzagate scandal. And I said, well, I think aspects of it are true. I mean, of course, maybe not the craziest parts the mainstream media reported on, but there's definitely pedophile rings. And there's definitely pedophile rings that involve the so-called elite. I don't know what's so fucking hard for anybody to understand. Like, why would there not be pedophile rings with the so-called elite? Pedophilia exists through all walks of life. Poor, middle class, and the rich. It just doesn't make sense to me that just because they get to a certain tax bracket, suddenly pedophilia is going to be out of the fucking human genes. It doesn't make sense the problem with it well one of the problems with it is because they've got hell of money or connections a lot of times they're able to get out of being brought to justice and the victims a lot of times are then kind of put on trial and brought through the ringer, and they're the ones that are stuck with a lifetime of fucking Probably therapist bills if they're not, you know, fucking dead from suicide or something terrible. I just don't get why there's such a pushback and why the mainstream media acts like it's so fucking crazy. So beyond belief that the elites could be involved in this shit. When year after year, if you actually look into it, this these people are getting busted left and right. But it's hushed up and nobody wants to talk about it. And if you do talk about it, people look at you like you're insane. And it's like this point in the game, I'm so far beyond caring if anybody fucking thinks I'm a conspiracy theorist or crazy. It doesn't even matter. I'm like, with the whole true crime girls, usually those chicks are like super liberal woke chicks. And that's just not me at all. I'm usually way too liberal for my conservative friends and way too conservative for my liberal friends. So I don't know where the fuck I fit in on the scheme of it, but just know I'm gonna fucking always tell you how it is, tell you what I think, and bring you, try to always bring you both sides of the story. Because with every story, there's gonna be 20 different sides. Each person that tells the story is gonna give you a side. And so that's why it's always gonna come back to you to fucking use your brain and figure out what you think is the truth and what is bullshit. And like I've said a billion times on this show, you cannot take the media, any media, the mainstream media, even podcasts. You have to do your own research and study and actually look into something if you wanna try to get a clearer picture of what is going on. You can't just think something is insane because the media says it is. They have their own agenda, just like everybody else, just like the politicians, everyone. So I, I don't even know. It's a it's a bunch of bullshit. That's what it is. So um, I don't know. I think uh, we've covered a lot today and covered nothing. It gets super frustrating just because Instagram would be like a great tool for like trying to combat child exploitation and sex trafficking, but. It seems like Instagram, I don't know, the people there mostly just give a fuck about what celebrities are doing or like cute cat memes and shit like that. So, I mean, it, has, it serves its purpose, but I just wish it could be used for uh, better shit, basically. But it seems like anytime you try to do something on Instagram or YouTube or Facebook, Anything at all that is for anti-pedophilia they can't they come in and fucking shadow ban you So I don't know why that it's not making everybody wonder what the hell is going on Like come the fuck on is there really this many perverts in our society? I'm really starting to think there are and I don't want to sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist but you guys look into this shit look into pizzagate look into pedo gate 2020 There's some fucking shit that really makes sense. Some of it is super crazy, but look into it and use your smart little brain. Make your own decisions. Just educate yourself before you write everybody off as fucking crazy. So before I run out of here today, I would like to thank everybody that's listening and downloading it. I totally appreciate you guys, like I say all the time. I'm not just uh, fucking blowing, what's that saying? Blowing wind up your skirt? Or did I just make that up? I totally could have just made that up. Whatever. Thank you guys for listening and being intelligent people. I definitely have to say thanks to Garrett. He fucking came over to my house this weekend and helped out with a whole bunch of shit we had going on here. He handles all my crazy weirdo stalkers slash followers on Instagram like a champ. You're, you're the bomb, baby. You know it. Um, but that's about it, guys. And as I always say, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao. Are you wrong?